Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I'm your contractor host today, Alex Contractor host. Yep, I'm here with subcontractor Lance Psycho. Sober subcontractor. Sober, sane, and a stable subcontractor, Lance Psycho. So far. So far. Today. It's Friday. It's early. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Before we go into that, we can't do our jobs without drawings. And the best way to draw something is in a BIM system, BIM computer system. Hopefully, you're using Revit. You can use other ones like RCAD. But if you are using Revit, what you should try to do is mimic construction as much as possible because that's the end result. And the closer you can get to that, the closer you reduce your feedback loop. The more you reduce your feedback loop, the better that you're going to be, the more uh, errors you're going to eliminate, the faster you're going to progress. That philosophy is one of the base base philosophies of Revit Rocketship. RevitRocketship.com is how our firm trains other professionals, students, and staff here at F9. Go to RevitRocketship.com. Always get great feedback from people in it. Um, so check it out. The other thing you're going to need to accompany those drawings is possibly specifications. So if you haven't used RCAT Spec Wizard before, now is the time. SpecWizard is a patented tool that allows you to specify a product in just three steps. That's right. All for free and without registering. That's my favorite part. Step one, research and find the right products you for your project on RCAT.com. Step two, use the Spec Wizard tool, again free, to select products and options. Step three, generate a complete three-part CSI or CSC specification based on your selections. That's it. Again, Spec Wizard is free to use and requires no registration. Just head on over to arccat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com today and try Spec Wizard. You will not be disappointed. Then once you have the drawings, you have the specification. Whoa. You might need some products, right? Maybe you specified, hopefully, Pella Luxury. You've never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating no creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Al Gore. Awesome. Let's talk The Atlantic, your favorite publication, Lance. I love The Atlantic. Not really. Yeah. Uh, so um, we have talked about this a little bit before, and I wanted to get your take on it, Mr. Gore. Okay. Um, because obviously we have staff, and we do not want them to resign. No. So the title of this uh, this uh, article is The Great Resignation is Accelerating. And before we get too and, far here, I want to actually hit the record button right on my screen. While you're doing that, this is a different article from the first one we brought up probably a month ago or more. That it's not the, just the Great Recession. It's the Great Resignation. Yep. Gotcha. So 
continuation on that. Yep. So it's really happening. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you will see my screen right now. And it says the Great Resignation is accelerating. Uh, a lasting effect on the, of this pandemic will be a revolution in worker expectations. Uh, so this was this was published on October fifteenth. It is only about so therefore about eight days old. Uh, we're recording this on October twenty second. Quote: I first noticed that something weird was happening this past spring in April. The number of workers who quit their job in a single month broke an all time U.S. record. Economists called it the Great Resignation. But America's quitting spirit was just getting started. In July, even more people left their job. In August. Quitters set a yet another record. That great resignation, it just keeps getting greater. Quits, as the Bureau of Labor Statistics calls them, are rising. That's a terrible term. Are rising in almost every industry. For those in leisure and hospitality especially, that makes sense, right? The workplace must feel like one giant revolving door. Nearly 7% of employees in the accommodations and food services sector left their job in August. That means... One in 14 hotel clerks, restaurant servers, and uh, barbacks said uh, Sayonara in a single month thanks to several pandemic relief checks, a rent moratorium, and student forgiveness. Everybody, particularly if they're young and have low income, has more freedom to quit jobs they hate and hop to something else. So the author is recognizing that three factors are leading to this. Pandemic relief checks from the government. Rent moratorium, instituted by the government, and student loan forgiveness, also instituted by the government, is leading to this. So, uh, just like everything the government touches, I feel like it is an artificial, they are creating an artificial situation. It's not an organic situation. Yeah. Well, here's another thing that I think is compounding. This is my own theory. No one has reported on it, but... He's reporting on it now. Reporting on it now. Uh, the supply chain issues. Mm, I heard okay. about this. So I've experienced it. <laughs> uh, a lot of people think, hey, the pandemic, uh, the, the major explanation is that there was a lull, no one was buying stuff. And then all of a sudden after the pandemic, everyone's buying stuff. But a lot of people were ordering a lot of stuff through the pandemic. So, but maybe construction, but construction only mm-hmm. kind of shut down for a little bit. The other, so that's the major story, right? The secondary story that everyone's probably aware of is like, well, you told everyone to go home. You know, you told everyone to go home and and maybe you told factory people or maybe truck people stayed at home, like people in the supply chain, right? I think I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's the office workers staying at home that might be causing the problem. And here's why. Even though they just stated that that it was hospitality too was quitting? hospitalities but but and i don't mean office workers i mean office workers of the supply chain you have ford plant you have uh someone that makes windows um someone that makes anything and the manufacturing people have to be on the on on the plant right but the office workers oh we have a computer we can work at home okay what i learned in anything that's complex right I have to be at that job site. I have to go down to the docks. I have to, you know, like I have to be there and make decisions Mm -hmm. and do all that. I think that because what I've heard of people that I know that work at HP and, you know, other large companies is, hey, the people that go into the office are doing the work of the people outside the office, right? And people outside the office might be like, no, 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 no. You probably aren't even aware of the work that's not even getting done right? Because there's so many times in this office where it's like, um, 
oh, so, someone needs to do this quick thing. Um, I, I think that there's, I think that there's a disconnect, and that disconnect, especially on a fragile supply chain, can cause massive, massive problems. Yeah. And just think about it: you are physically disconnected from other people and the workplace and the job. You think there's no price to that? Yeah. You think there's no price to that? I'm not saying it's causing it. I'm just saying I don't think people understood the ramifications of, hey, now I don't have to drive to work. Great. That's great. Hey, now I have more free time and I can work at seven o'clock. Oh, maybe you're taking too much time off or you're not in communication and timely decisions are now taking two weeks instead of one day. That compounds. That compounds. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, going on a little bit further and I have a point that this as it relates to you as a, as a fellow business owner or somebody who is in the position of hiring, if you are listening to this show and you are one of those folks, um, the biggest thing is obviously trying to maintain staff and, and procure that and keep going. Right. Uh, so the author goes on, as I wrote in the spring, quitting is a concept typically associated with losers and loafers, but this level of quitting is really an expression of optimism that says we can do better. You may have heard the story. That in the golden age of American labor, 20th century workers stayed in one job for 40 years and retired with a gold watch. But that's a total myth. The truth is, people in the 1960s and 70s quit their jobs more often than they have in the past 20 years. And the economy was better off for it. Since the 1980s, Americans have quit less and many have clung to crappy jobs for fear that safety net wouldn't be support, wouldn't support them while they looked for a new one. But Americans seem to be done with sticking it out. And they're being rewarded for their lack of patience. Wages for low-income workers are rising at their fastest rate since the Great Recession. The Great Resignation is literally great. So, if you have, uh, here's what you one of one of the things that is going to ensure your success as a business owner is making sure you're taking care of your staff, right? Uh, you need to take care of them um, in all different kinds of ways. But the biggest one that we'll cut to the chase here is salaries. So I wanted to talk about the real rate of inflation. Um, I'm switching over to now Peter Schiff. Uh, I listen to his podcast every week. I highly recommend if you're a listener of this this show that you subscribe to Peter Schiff's podcast. He, he is fantastic. And he tells the, and what he does, one of my favorite things that he does is he unpacks real rates of inflation, real job numbers. Um, he digs through uh, all the all of the numbers through from the government and, and tells the truth, basically, right? So, like, the media will get these, the, the corporate media, the cabal, they'll get this, the numbers from the government, right? The Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, the Fed uh, saying what the real rate of inflation is, uh, Secretary of the Treasury, rather. And then he will go into depth and talk about how the media spun it and what the real what it, what it really is. So if, if you're if you have these upcoming promotions and, and reviews with your staff, right? One of the things you're going to be up against is those increased wages and trying to maintain your staff, right? So uh, in one of his recent episodes, what he says is, you know, the headline number was a five percent year-on-year increases in prices, and that hasn't happened since 2008. The expectation for core inflation, factoring out more volatile food and energy prices was for a gain of 0.4%. That number came in at 0.7%. Year-on-year, core CPI was up 3.8%, the biggest increase since 1992, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Going on further, 
So, you know, he's going through these numbers. If you add up inflation increases through the first five months of 2021, it comes to 2.7%. If you annualize the number through the end of the year, the inflation rate would actually be around 6.5%. Peter said the real rate of increase is probably double that. So let me repeat that. The inflation rate would be around 6.5%. Peter said the real rate of increase is probably double that, 13%. So that's that's what you're probably so every you know you probably if if you're seeing the headlines come in around from whatever uh, press you're looking at doesn't matter AP um, if you're seeing it come in around if they're projecting five to six just believe me when I say and Peter that is uh, you're looking at double digits mm. so you need so like if if you aren't <laughs> if, if 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 you're if you're in a position of of hiring and procuring and keeping people. Um, if if you're if you're doing the raises around five to six percent, I, I think you're probably, I, I'm not. It's almost a pay cut, and it's literally you're subject to the inflation. Because are you saying so? He says two point seven percent. Well, at at the end of the year, so he's he's predicting out the end of the year. Yeah, and then saying that it's probably double that. No, 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 six point five. I I just don't know how if half the year, right now is two point seven. To then get to six, the rest, the second half of the year would have to be at nine. Sure. And it might go there, especially as we enter the cold season and we start. Well, gas. Gas. But but not just car gas, even though that's high. And we hit the supply chain issues. Yep. So these are all predictions, but just understand that you're up against. I mean, take it for what it's worth. Yep. But but then are you saying the double it is because like they don't count things in their index? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's just this way. It's like this way. Here's how here's how the Bureau of Labor Statistics always inf- always screws around with the actual real em- unemployment or employment number, and they do this with every single administration. So what they do is, after a certain period of time, people who are unemployed stop looking for jobs and they quit counting them. Yeah, those people are still unemployed. They just quit counting them. Yep, because they say like, oh, we don't we count them at, we don't count them after this certain duration. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. So if you are looking. Um, if you're looking, if you want to, if you want to uh, get a little bit more insight in that, in, in for that, for this podcast in particular, it is his episode 700, uh, and this was like two months ago, or actually in the middle of the summer, but it's it's one of my favorite episodes that he did over the summer um, because he was pointing out these statistical anomalies. So it's episode 700. It's called "Surging Inflation Is Anything But Transitory." Peter Schiff, check him out. Uh, I love that guy. That's what yes. I had. That's what I had about the Atlantic, and I wanted to just bring up. You're going to keep seeing this great resignation, right? We just love these buzzwords. Yep. yep. That's interesting. April, May, June. So, uh, Lance, if you go to going to it, uh, just do current inflation rate in the U.S. 2021, and then your second one underneath people are click on that scroll down there's a chart yep so I, so he was at june yep so th- th- that's where he averages that's the 2.7 yep yep and now it, it didn't go up to nine so far but it, it's it, it still went it's trending because he, he probably saw sorry for everyone but he, he probably saw it like this and it'll still go up a little bit um but <clears throat> i i think he makes a better point than um 
than just if you traditionally just listen to what corporate media says. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Unpack it for yourself. Um, you are seeing, you, remember, you are your first, you are actually the reporter. Like people yep. are their own reporters, right? Uh, you see actual prices and what's going on on the ground. So it's, it's like this. Don't do the mental masturbation. I posted in the Entree Architect community uh, right after I got off the phone with Home Depot this week. I said, James Hardy is done making trim boards. And they are. They're done indefinitely. And it's due to supply chain issues. Somebody, po- somebody said in there, uh, can I see an article? And I go, call your Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, just prove me wrong. Call them. If, if, like, if somebody else found a Home Depot in Georgia that was still getting it, man, I, I would consider hiring freight at this point. There you go. Um, and then for our listeners, just so you know, the numbers we're bringing up, January inflation was 1.4. Go to April, 4.2. Go to uh, June. That's Five. when the article was. Yeah. April. That's May. June, 5.4. And then the rest of them, 5.4, 5.3, 5.4. Yeah. Um, so those are in the numbers. Yep. Watch those uh, Watch those rates. That's cool. where you're at. Uh, another topic that's always good. Go ahead, Al. Yeah. Speaking of not just managing supply. Oh, wait, wait. This is it. Housing starts. Yes. You're going to give us an update on this. Yes. Yep. Housing, home building stumbles as supply constraints mount. Bam, man. It just all ties together, right? It all affects everybody. Um, so I think a lot of people out there... Uh, think that there's going that we're going to see this housing that there's a housing bubble i I, I, what i I, i'm not sure it's a bubble in the sense of 2008 and 2009 i've covered this topic with my wife on a previous podcast uh if you look at one of the monday morning episodes she i think it's titled like colorado realtor uh, talks about uh housing bubble there isn't one um and there isn't one because it, it literally comes down to basic economic supply and demand so Back to this article. Housing starts fell 1.6 into September. August revised down. Single-family starts unchanged. Multifamily drops 5%. That's pretty giant. Building permits tumble. So this is 7.7%. Do you know what a market... Okay. Do you know what a market crash is defined as? Stock market, market uh, crash. What is the... When, when the stock, when the stock oh. market goes down... Isn't it like uh, when, when they stop it? Uh, stop. Oh, oh, when when they like literally s- say no one can trade. Yeah, yeah. Stock market crash definition. Perfect, perfect. That's what I was looking for. What is a stock market crash? I'm on a different article here, but I want I want to just compare and contrast these two. Um, let's see. I hope they give me a percentage here pretty quickly. That's what I'm looking uh, for. I'll look Do you know what too. I'm saying? Yep. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. The trigger. Okay. Uh, for example. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange has set a threshold threat set has a set of thresholds in place to guard against crashes. Right? They provide trading halts. That's what we were looking for. Yeah. In equities and options markets during severe market decline, as measured by a single day decline. Uh, so to, look at the second bullet point. Yep. Second bullet point. The triggers have been set by the markets at three circuit breaker thresholds: seven percent level one, thirteen percent level two, and twenty percent level three. So All back. Right. That that was why I wanted to compare is because that bullet point building permits tumble seven point seven percent. What you're really seeing is a building permit crash, and therefore, yeah. how is that going to lead to a 
real estate crash, what it's going to lead to is, and we've been saying this, a real estate scarcity. Right, which increases prices, hurts the middle class. Absolutely destroy it. Absolutely hurts the middle class. Like, Yeah, exactly. Because, the, because owning a house is the first form of gaining any kind of wealth in this country. Yeah. Right? It's like the American dream. Um, so, uh, going, going a, little, a little bit further in the article, U.S. home building unexpectedly fell in September and permits dropped to a one-year low amid, amid acute shortages of raw materials and labor. Supporting expectations that economic growth slowed sharply in the third quarter. The report from the Commerce Department on Tuesday also showed the gap between completed houses and those still under construction was the largest record on last month. Robust demand as global economies emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic is running against worker shortages, straining supply chains, and fanning inflation. Nearly every industry in the United States is experiencing shortages. Um, so that's, uh, something to consider, uh, especially if you are thinking about, um, investing in real estate. Uh, this is not an, this is not a podcast where we give investment advice. So, um, this is mostly an entertainment podcast. Um, but if all signs are sort of pointing to, man, seems like if you're buying houses for real, for investment purposes, you are making a good decision because they aren't making a lot anymore. Yes. <laughs> and they should be. They should be. We have yeah. to be because if you just Google housing crisis in America, you will see there is a housing crisis yep. in America. Yep. yep. You got it. Uh, the next thing that's hard to manage besides supply change, yep. chain and all this other stuff is the subs that you have for building these houses. And there is the 3S criteria. Nice. Tell you, us what those are, Mr. Gore. Sober sane and stable subs yep that is what you're looking for right here that's why lance has stopped drinking till the weekend no i might even so i haven't had a beer in five days uh, lance was not an alcoholic but lance is but lance also is 38 mm. and it's maybe time to like go eh, i don't know maybe i just have like one or two beers on the weekend and that's my life instead of one beer at supper yeah yeah, yeah. feeling great good Good. It, and I'm and it's led to me to be sober sober, sane, in a stable sub. <laughs> well, here, we yet to be proven. Because I'll go why into detail. Oh, I could fall off the wagon. No. Well, yes, but sober, part one. Part two is sane. You can be sane right now. But what happens, Lance, when <clears throat> you're going to a job site and oh, here's what I expect, and something's slightly different. You were saying the whole time, something slightly different. Oh man, I are you gonna be stable? Are you gonna are you gonna throw a fuss? Are you gonna complain? Or are you gonna figure it out? I suppose that depends on the mood you're in. Yeah. So you're not saying you made you meet the three S's yet? Not yet. <laughs> I gotta learn how to work with change. Anyways, uh, it, it's partly in humor, but partly like this is what what you're looking for. This is this is my criteria. Criteria. If you mm -hmm. don't meet these. I got to look somewhere else. Yeah. I got to look somewhere else. Just because these affect, it's like, oh, maybe you could deal with that. Maybe you could deal with an unstable. Maybe like Lance, you could, right? Mm -hmm. Can everyone at the job site? Like when, when they're... In other words, how is it affecting your everybody else that's on the job site that's working? Your other subs. Are your other subs sober, sane, and stable? And is one person going to come in and just, just wreck up the place? Are they going to be the like a bull in a china shop? Exactly. Exactly. 
So look out for that. Know that some of these you won't know till later. Um, but if if they violate these, it, it, it's it's it should set a red flag in your yeah. head. But let's define it a little bit more. Sober is sure. sober is an easy one. Just be sober. Yeah. Um, sane. How are they reacting to the changes? How how do they react to uh, somebody just screwing up their work on accident um, or on or inadvertently they just yes. they just cover something up and they you know or cut a pipe or, or whatever right how do, how do they react and, and then and then stable stable should be oh you show up on time you communicate well you show up when you say that you are yeah you know like you are a stable thing not a sporadic yes right yeah the communication is just giant i, I can't stress that enough yeah um i think some of the things that we're finding is that uh, some people will communicate very, very fast, but they're the biggest dickheads in the world. And some people will communicate very, very slow, but they're the nicest people in the world. Both do quality work. Yeah. What you want to do is you want to find the trifecta. If you found the trifecta, hang on to them. And maybe then you also try to explain to the owners that you're building for at that point that, look, I got, I got you three bids. You know, let's just say for um, framing, you know, what doesn't matter. I got you three bids. The highest one came in, but I prefer this one because they have, I have these three sets of criteria. And I think it's justified because maybe then you could, like, what could you tell them further if they go, well, I, I know, but I have a budget, you know, I really, could we just, is it work? Like, what's the danger that maybe they say, what's the danger of going with the, one of the lower two bids? Cascade effect. And, and and here's how the cascade effect happens. They're not one of these. <clears throat> All of a sudden, they don't show up when they want to show up, right? When, when they're supposed to show up. That throws off every other song. Oh, God, yeah. Okay? Then let's say they go there, and, and one small thing is not to their particular liking. Their particular liking, which you cannot predict. Everyone's particular liking. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> they throw a fit, and they leave, or... They start yelling or cursing, and then maybe that other sub is there, and maybe it's not a big deal, and all of a sudden, they piss off that other sub, and maybe they're making that other sub do something. Now, all of a sudden, that's another not only time delay, mm -hmm. now it might be a money delay because of multiple different reasons. And I think, though, we should set the criteria then, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you will have a good analogy, like, if they are these three things, and they're, but let's say... Um, yeah, let's say they're, a, I don't want to say slow mentally, but just like, let's say they're sitting there and they really have to like talk through the process with you. Understood. Yep. yep. And you're like, Jesus, can you just figure this out without me or whatever? Which which at some points, like this is a decision point, but I, in the back of my head, it's like, oh, you aren't doing these other three <clears throat> things. I have to put up with this a little bit. Sure. Like I will happily sit there and listen to you. But that... Right, and, and what Alex just described obviously wasn't on the criteria. Yeah, it, that had nothing to do with stabil stability, soberness, and what was sanity. It? Sanity. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you have another example. Uh, no, but. that was good. That was a, I was exactly what I was hoping to pull out of you. Yeah, Mister Gore. Um, do you want to talk to a and hear from a sober, sane, and stable reader? Absolutely. Who's that? Nick with Nick Reads. All right. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Each one of us here today 
will at one time in our lives look upon a loved one who is in need and ask the same question. We are willing to help, Lord, but what, if anything, is needed? For it is true we can seldom help those closest to us. Either we don't know what part of ourselves to give, or, more often than not, the part we have to give is not wanted. And so, it is those we live with and should know who elude us. But we can still love them. We can love completely without complete understanding. Norman McLean, A River Runs Through It, and other stories. Toodles! Uh, what I get from that too is like uh, one of the workers on the job site mm-hmm. has has a, a neck issue, and I just know this just because of jujitsu and 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 all that. Um, but someone might be having a, a health issue or or something else that you don't know about. Yeah, and like to always judge people right away, you might not know the whole story. Yeah, especially in the age of social media, right? Uh, I think you just, you gotta, it's almost like the, when you get a crazy email or phone call from somebody, should you respond immediately or should you maybe just wait 24 hours? Mm -hmm. So should you give a little bit of, a little bit more time for it to marinate and then make a judgment call eventually? Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Should bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy? Let's do it. Question number one. A good way to protect building material from battery leaks are, is it A, a quarter inch steel base plate? I'm sorry, an eighth inch. No. <laughs> that was beyond dyslexic. B, uh, a plywood base. C, battery trays. D, no protection is needed. I feel like it's just tricky because something is spelled out. Yeah. Okay, ready? A, C, C, B. Correct answer is C, battery chain. That was easy. Yep. That was tricky, though. So, felt tricky. Yes. A, the only thing about just a regular steel plate, so that that battery can corrode steel, right? So, you can use steel, but normally you protect it in multiple different ways. Uh, But a battery tray is the most simple. Some of them come in stainless steel. A lot of them are plastic. Um, But there you go. Now you know. I like your uh, shirt, your sweatshirt, Mark. Mark's sweatshirt says, don't overthink shit. That's (laughs) talking talking to you architects. You don't need the article. Call Home Depot. You'll find out about material shortages. My God. Can you make one that says stack shit on other shit? And then say structural engineer on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Question two. Rebar. This is an oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. All right. Rebar and concrete must be a minimum of how many inches away from exposed earth. So rebar inside of concrete must be a minimum of how many inches from exposed earth. Is it A, one and a half inches? B, uh, two inches? C, three inches. D, six inches. Doesn't it depend on the location? Footer versus footer. stem wall? Okay, footer. 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 Thank you, Lance. Clarification psycho. Yeah. A, one and a half inch. B, two inches. C, three inches. D, six inches. Could be any of them, but it's actually only one of them. So that's the point of the game here. 
Ready? C, C, B, C, C. Three inches is correct. Now you know. <laughs> yep. That's a. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it changes with the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, I've got some. Uh, I was installing at DOG the bathroom accessories yesterday. So here we go. What is what is the maximum height that the bottom of a paper towel dispenser can be mounted to comply with ADA rules? Is it A thirty six inches, B forty inches, C forty two inches, or D forty eight inches? Maximum height bottom of paper towel dispenser thirty six forty. So A thirty six, B forty inches, C forty two, D forty eight inches. What do we got? We got A, uh, D, C, B. Correct answer is D. 40. 48 inches. To the bottom. Number four. What is the maximum height at, at the bottom of a soap dispenser can be mounted to comply with ADA rules? Is it A, 36 inches, B, 40 inches, C, 42 inches, D, 48 inches? Maximum height at the bottom of a soap dispenser. Got to get that soap, son. Wrote it down. All right, what do we got? B, C, C, D. Correct answer is D. Bailey rocks. Uh, because so here's why it works out perfectly in the field too, right? If we have a 48 inch tall wainscoting, bam, you just makes a carpet. Makes a makes a I don't know makes a carpet. Well, yeah, because that's why you got to cut around it. Yeah, it's a it's stu- like in the middle, or like the center of it is at 48 Makes a carpenter's job, Lance, way easy last night. Yeah. Just popped him up there. Uh, it'd be nice, Cranked too, if up. that's where your blocking was. You got it, my friend. How many? Three, two, one. How many did you get correct? Two. Jason is our winner. Where are we eating? Pizza. Where at? I think Blackjack's is the only one that's open. That's probably true. <laughs> Jason is in charge of ordering pizza at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yep. Uh, because everything else opens at 11. Besides yeah. Domino's. You want Domino's? No. Trash. Blackjack's. I want Just kidding, Domino's. You can sponsor this podcast. Yeah, or Blackjacks. <laughs> Who knows? We'll take your money. That's it for me, Lance. Uh, if you like this episode, always try to share it with a friend. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening terrestrially, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe if you're on the YouTube. Smash that like button. We'll see you next week.